Okay, here we go. I really don't have too much to say. To the best of players in MLS 2018! You are listening to The Coaches Show with Chris Ormus on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. Start of a new decade and the start of a new season. And happy to be back here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network with the head coach, Chris Armas. I'm Matt Harmon. Of course, uh, myself, Steve Jolly, we carry all the games for you via our tune in radio channel, the New York Red Bulls app, and NewYorkRedBulls.com. Coach, a very good morning on kind of the precipice of starting a brand new season. Training camp number one down in Florida. Um, the offseason, I'm, sh- I'm sure for you, seemed like it, it went pretty quick. It, it does go quickly, and we're just really excited to get back out there. Uh, it was a long off-season, longer than any other off-season, just the new new scheduling of, the, of Major League Soccer. But uh, we use it the right way to reflect, to learn, to grow. So um, still lots of work to do as we get ready, but really excited for 2020. So I want to take actually what you just said, reflect, learn, and grow. Let's break those three things down because I think that's a great way to get us up and going. When you talk about the reflection part, obviously going back to last year a little bit, how much do you maybe go back and look at the games from last season to try and figure out um, what worked, what didn't work? Well, we do a a year analysis we look hard at at uh, some footage some analytics and to see what's going well Um, and there was things that we were really happy with and then there's the other side of it where you know the games that we didn't perform uh, the games that we lost maybe even uh, what what could we do better in those games and are there trends are there things that um, for instance passing accuracy in some of the games that we you know in second halves we can't hold on to the ball is there something we can do as a staff are there the players need to you know understand uh those demands even the philadelphia game so we've gone back and looked and uh you know in the same breath there's there was a lot of positives you know and and uh seeing how many different guys we relied on setting records for the the most amount of different goal scorers assisters um so yeah it's just a real good time to look and 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 during the season you just can't put the time towards the analytics that you can after the after the season let's talk about the second part of that uh answer that you gave and that would be the the learn part i know uh you were recently in germany spending some time in leipzig going over some i'm sure different tactics within the same philosophy um i did see the interview that that you did and it was posted on the New York Red Wolves website the experience that you have when when you go over to something like that and obviously you know dealing with a different coaching staff um, I would imagine what trying to pick up little nuances of things that you can bring back definitely Um, you you see a shared philosophy Um, so then you're you're talking about things like pressing and counter-pressing so then you can see different ways uh, or different messaging that goes along with that. You see different systems of play that Julian Nagelsmann is using. Is it five in the back? Is um, the way they're pressing even four three three? There's different things that you can see. Um, 
how they work over there and the, and the, how they structure training sessions and and uh, the, you know this it was seven days and I maximized it in on everything so welcoming they were to me to share some of the information and and uh, you know really really it was the, it was the best trip I've ever had over there. Um, mainly because it just they, they welcomed me in and, and shared everything. And not to go off topic too much, but it must be pretty fun to be over there, especially right now because of the season that they're having. I mean, they're top of the table in the Bundesliga, so I would imagine the energy there is is off the charts. So you're really getting it um, in in almost the most positive way that you possibly could. Yeah, definitely. There's a really good energy and vibe around the the global team, but but in Leipzig. Um, sitting in first place midway through, of course, it, it's amazing to the feeling that they're all having, but there's pressure. There's pressure uh, because they want to stay there. Dortmund, uh, Bayern, not far behind. So as much as um, you know that there's a good feeling, there's a, a sense of urgency. The best thing about the week that I was there, that there wasn't a, a game on that weekend. So I had the whole week there. Uh, when I arrive on the let's say the Sunday and I'm there for an entire week, it's uh, leading up really to just a scrimmage. So I'm seeing double days. I'm seeing a little progression throughout the week and there isn't a, a game right around the corner, you know? So I do think it was the perfect time to go. You know, from a perspective of, of almost thinking of it, when you, when you say the global part of it, when you go over to Leipzig um, and spend time there, what do they know about what goes on here on the on the New York Red Bull side of things? Just as a, as a comparison, I mean, listen, every, everybody knows the Bundesliga. What's the Bundesliga know about Major League Soccer and what goes on here? Well, the Bundesliga in general, not sure, but I know that our club over there, you know, they they're tuned in. They watch our games, uh, our. Uh, you know the the leadership they're tuned in they're in constant communication with us so supportive um and you realize that more than ever when you're over there because there's there's so many more people that you find out are tuned in um they talk about the playoffs they talk about the, the year they talk about you know they know every, a lot a lot about our team and especially you know i saw tyler adams over there and and he's also always pumping us up so um, yeah, it was good to see Tyler. It's good to, to see that they, they're pretty knowledgeable, knowledgeable about our team. You used the word grow in that first answer. In terms of growth, maybe from a personal perspective for you, when you, when you go back to the um, 2018, 2019, obviously you took over in 18, you had all of last year. Um, how, how much does Chris Armas still feel like he can grow as a head coach as he heads into this 2020 season? I mean, Matt, you know, for me, uh, I think that as, as long as I'm coaching and living, it's, that's the goal, to keep growing and to keep learning. So it, it's some people are uncomfortable with talking like that because, uh, you know, to, to maybe admit that you don't have all the answers. I mean, who does? So for me, I, I know the things uh, that I've done well. I, I know that there's ways that in every game that I look back and say, hey, was that decision right? What could I have done differently? And then from a playing style, from a, you know, to be fluid within systems of play, to be comfortable with five in the back or this or that, like there's so many little things. And um, yeah, like it, it's, it's Leipzig, you, it's, it's Liverpool, it, it's LAFC. You, you look around at, at coaches you admire and, and sometimes it's looking at teams that play the exact opposite of us. To, uh, to pick up, you know, the other side of things. So 
I'm constantly learning. I mean, I, I, I love the tactics. I love the the nuances of the game and the tiny details. So I was able to get a nice peek at, at some different w- ways of doing similar things. You know, the season in 2019 ends towards that end of October um, with the loss in the playoffs to Philadelphia. So as you mentioned, you, you have a little bit extra time. In, in my conversations with coaches of, of different teams that I'll cover or even different sports that I cover, they, they would often say the offseason is even busier than the in-season because the in-season is so routine and structured. It's training, it's practice, it's games. You kind of know what you're doing all the time. How do you fill all of the time in the offseason with, with even the extra month, let's say, that you do have trying to work on the growth, the learning, the restructuring of certain things it's there weren't not many dull moments in my off season because it's it's traveling a few times overseas to to watch and learn there's time to catch up with my family my wife and my boys and and trying to get the balance right and be around and present um that doesn't mean just being home it means hands-on and and you know i pride myself in that uh although the wife knows uh my wife justine knows something's on my mind you know and it's usually something to do with the New York Red Bulls. Um, but there was family time, and there's time to watch games, New York Red Bull games, uh, Champions League games, um, different footage, uh, cutting footage, trying to think about how to evolve uh, tactically and, and, you know, in possession, out of possession, pressing, counter-pressing with the ball uh, ideas, transition, Crosses. I mean, you start looking at everything, and then they, I, I, I read. I read about Belichick and the details. I read about uh, you know Popovich and and the culture he creates. So I've read a bit uh, about culture and leadership and communication and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. So you have all this information now, and I think right in this last week, it's been about back to simplicity. Take all of that, apply it to what I know, and some of it reinforces what I know, and some of it adds to what I know, but. Um, it now is about transferring this n- new knowledge and information to a team that I think uh, has a lot going for it, but now it's just to tighten the grip. At this point of January, you talk about uh, being home, catching up obviously with your wife and your kids. They're probably about ready for you to go back to work now though, right? Like, okay, you've been around for enough. Now go ahead, go. Get the season up and going. Yeah, uh, You know, it's... it's uh, <laughs> In a funny way, yeah, it, it's I can drive my wife crazy, but no, we have such a good relationship that she she uh, dreads this time of year where when I'm away, it's it's difficult. And, and my boys who are 15 and 18, you know, they're doing their own thing these days. My son son's in college, and the other guy's a, a sophomore in high school. They're doing their own thing, but there's some comfort when their dad's around and home for dinner every day. There is something nice about that constant. So. And yeah, it's, uh, me and my wife don't, I mean, I love preseason. I don't love being away from the family, but I love it. And, and it's just puts a certain demand more on her, right? She's got a soccer practice and putting out the garbage, all the little things that I don't get credit for. She sees uh, I actually do contribute. So, so you have added value when you're not there, in essence. Yes, okay. yes, your appreciate stock, it. Your stock next week goes up. Yeah. Um, you know, last year... Chris, in 2019, whether it was Florida or Arizona, that was essentially your first training camp as the head coach because you took over uh, in July of of 2018. As you you get ready to start 2020, 
do you think back to wanting to change a lot of things just in the in the preseason part of it not even thinking about the season or the games or breaking things down I mean how preseason is structured whether it's this first one in Florida or the second one in Arizona uh well listen we 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 we're almost repeating repeating it we're going back to IMG in Florida going back to Tucson and Arizona so we like the venues we like the setup uh, it's good for, for coming together it's good for training weather's good fields are perfect um, from a from a soccer standpoint I I, I want to tweak it a little bit and and put a little more emphasis defensively into into things and I want to put a little more emphasis into our style of play so the workloads we're gonna work we are gonna work but we're going to work a little bit differently and put a little more effort towards the, the, the details of our style of play um, because we think that makes the biggest difference for us. So how, much, how better can we be at the pressing, the counter-pressing, uh, the playing quickly, getting guys on the run? Um, and then there's the other part of it, which the togetherness. I think when I look back at 2019, to be honest, um, and the players know it. We had little, we had little things that got in the way of our team last year, and we were a good team, and we were a real team, and we showed it even in the toughest times down the stretch as we clawed our way into the playoffs. But uh, I'm not going to reflect on that now uh, on air here. But there was three to five little distractions, and and I think it, it was little cracks in our team, and it has to do with togetherness. You know, when I say put the team first, I don't mean most most of us put the team first most of the time. It's every single guy, all the time, every day, which is not easy. Sounds nice. I'm sure everyone's going to talk about that. But to follow up, I, I, I would, and I'm sure you would, and everybody else in, in the building and with the organization would rather be talking about getting ready for um, Champions League, which has been the case the last couple of years, but not in this year's. Um, tournament does does that also maybe change and tweak a little bit how you go about maybe the second preseason camp in Arizona because you you'll be there the whole time. Yeah, it's uh, the the one thing it changes is that in preseason when you have Champions League you're just preparing minutes wise you got to shift and 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 fast forward and ramp things up. Um, and so the mindset is there's a game right on the horizon. So it, it's it's a little bit different mindset, and, and you got to push the training loads and, and the minutes and, and try to get to your starting lineup a little quicker. Um, you know, this year it'll be a, a similar approach in terms of what we're trying to accomplish um, in training, but, uh, you know, with March 1st uh, in mind. And, yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't really change, um, you know, much with the day-to-day. It really doesn't because you're still preparing for a really important game. You just have to do it faster. The beauty is that in the offseason right now, there's been the biggest turnout ever of guys training voluntarily. Um, there was 19 players uh, the other day training on their own, led by the players, and that's that's unique. I'm not sure how many teams around the league, you know, player-driven, are showing up. The group is hungry, the group is together, and they're, they're focused and, and want, they want 2020 to be memorable. Always good to catch up with Red Bull head coach Chris Armis, the first edition of our Coaches Show here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll look a little deeper at the roster, the additions, the subtractions. We'll talk a little bit more about preseason, recap the draft for you, uh, and a whole lot more. Stick around with us. Matt Harmon, Chris Armis, back right after this quick break on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network.
Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot. Available now on iOS and Android or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. We are back and getting ready for the first preseason training camp for this New York Red Bull team 2020 down in Florida. Second one coming in February in Tucson. Season opener, March 1st. For more information, go to NewYorkRedBulls.com. I'm Matt Harmon, voice of the New York Red Bulls radio network. Joining me is the head coach of the New York Red Bulls, that of course being Chris Armas. Um, coach, all of that stuff we just talked about in the first 15 minutes or so of this um season debut of of our podcast circuit all kind of leading into now the second part and and that is the makeup of the roster and what it looks like right now I think we'd probably be remiss not talking about at least mentioning right now who's not on the roster from last year um, most notably the the two veteran guys who are, who are no longer here that being Luis Robles Bradley Wright Phillips um, you want to throw in Connor Lade as well that would be another one so kind of a, a changeover from some some veteran leadership guys to now maybe that next group of of up-and-coming players who might be ready to assume not just more playing time but more of a leadership role as well yeah, look, before we talk about the new, yeah, it's for sure it's to, and not sure we can do it justice in, in a few minutes here, but <clears throat> with with Brad and Luis, uh, th- these guys have been a big part of, of laying the foundation and the groundwork and, and setting the tone around here, what being a, a New York Red Bull is all about, being a, a professional is about, guys that understand how to carry their weight and perform day in and day out, but also, uh, you know, drive the culture. And those two guys, you know, I haven't met better pros than both of them. You know, Brad obviously had some tough time last year with, with the, you know, the groin and the and the injury, you know, and he seeing how he handled that was, was uh, incredible um, that he still was a team guy and fought hard every day. But, um, yeah, that was a part of that one. And then Luis, um, you know, it's – little more to that but you know he's uh you know ryan mira it, it was time to give him a, a chance and you know we'll add to that position but um you know other factors there with luis but he he captain leader uh and quite honestly had a had a really good year last year so yeah can't thank those two guys enough they, they were the drivers of this ship um for many many years and you know connor laid um what what a what a player what a person again you can throw him into the same category of guys that you have to honor the work that that Connor did and and on the field off the field you know we talk about being at your best when things get tough he he was that so you know it's it's uh how will it be with life without those guys and and how will it be for those guys life without us we're we're together um and the relationships will continue but We'll have to now uh, create opportunity for other guys. When you think about it, obviously, um, one glaring thing that kind of sticks out on the roster is is who will be the the captain going into this season. That would be something that I would imagine that between yourself, the rest of the coaching staff, the players, that will be something that will be developed over this preseason time? Yeah, there's some good candidates. There's some leaders within – 
but yeah, time will tell in the next in the next month or so who 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 steps into a, a leadership role who would who we know already um, is, is well respected and 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 you know inherently has some leadership qualities and we're still expecting a couple of additions to our team so who knows you know nothing's determined right now but um we'll see in a month's time or so you know everyone listening just had their ears perk up when you said additions still to come on the roster because as you look um there have been some some additions and we'll talk about some of those guys um over the course of the last couple weeks plus the draft but if you look at the roster right now there's still space there's still opportunity and maybe not even from the preseason trialist idea but the opportunity to to bring in some um higher level type players to add to what you already have that's the idea that we've we've created room on our roster um the league is is evolving and and rosters are improving and owners are spending more money so our club wants to win we want to win so the the discussions are to to bolster the squad the right way if the players are there we'll add it and if if not we're not just going to add for the sake of adding but with our style of play with the fact that we go after young players and try to you know win yet develop it's it's you have to still check the boxes so we've our scouting department is still growing it's you know it's not uh we're still putting things in place in in different areas to to make sure we can make good decisions so the idea still is to add a few pieces and uh you know we with with uh, other guys like even a flow valo feels like a new signing so i think we're gonna there'll be a new energy and and some different faces but um yeah i'm excited for the next few days and weeks to see uh what, what we do you know you could have had our ratings go through the charts you could have done some big breaking news announcement right now but you're it's yeah it's not for me to reveal but um i'm excited to i'm excited that with the, the roster we have returning i am when you look at some of the other guys, um, in addition to what you just mentioned, Jared Stroud, Chris Lemma coming in, John Tolkien signing uh, the other day, a homegrown contract. So, again, using the idea of um, style of play between New York Red Bull 2 and the senior team here at the at the MLS level, what would maybe be the expectations for those guys who are trying to make that next step popping forward? Yeah, th- those guys... We, we see that they, they're strong in the philosophy. Each guy, you know, has strengths as, as soccer players, as people that fit in. And, and we think that those people first make, make for good Red Bull players. And, you know, each guy has something special. Chris Lemma had an incredible season with USL. Um, playing the six and playing it well. Covering ground, playing forward, putting out fires. Uh, in tough moments, performing. Jared Stroud, dangerous, getting on the move, dynamic attacker, scores goals, assists. He runs. He covers the most ground every single day in training, and he he's hungry. We're looking for hungry guys that hunt the ball and can, can you know, fearless. John Tolkien, you know, he's... Who you loved last year at training camp when he came. Yeah, we, we thought he was one of the men, men of preseason, but he's an intelligent, intelligent soccer player. He plays left back well. He can also play the six, but uh, 
he's he's physically getting stronger and stronger. He showed that he you know could hold his own in, in, in the USL games last year. But there's room for him to grow there still um, from a strength perspective. But he's got a really good mentality and he fits. So those guys have earned spots on on our roster. We you know we weren't just looking to fill spots. We of course we were, but those guys all earned roster spots with us and. Uh, yeah, we mentioned a few other guys that we're excited to. Uh, we've got some college kids that we drafted for sure that that are exciting and, and have potential. So, yeah, we're we're ready to fly with this group. A little bit of a different twist this year with the draft. No more in person. Uh, was all done via you know conference call or internet or however it was it was really done at the end of the day. Um, it was something that I'm sure you remember very fondly from your days as a player. Different now, obviously, with the way that it's structured. Um, but the but the expectation maybe that you would have for some of the guys that were drafted, whether do they come in and compete for MLS roster spots? Or are they more USL guys? Do you just kind of let the chips fall um, as they as they are right now and just see how they do over the course of the next couple of weeks in, in training camp? Yeah, listen, they'll be in camp. And I'll, I'll be, you know, each guy is going to have a, an opportunity. And I'll be careful not to think, I know that seven guys aren't stepping right in and, and, and catching right up to the speed of things. Like, that's not realistic. Uh, at the same time, I won't uh, fall into a trap where I don't pay enough attention that they cannot contribute. Because I think each of those guys has something special. And they were picked for that reason. So... If you just talked about one guy, Patrick Seeger, you know, he's a left back. He's aggressive. He's alert at all times. He gets up the field. He can cross the ball. He get, recovers quickly. He could defend 1v1. He's got a really good mentality. So, and he's going to come in and fight. And if he impresses and he earns a spot, then he'll earn a spot. It's there for the taking. And there's, 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 there's some room on the roster for those guys. Um, and and we'll we'll give those guys a chance. You know, as as Major League Soccer starts its 25th year, and and you've been involved with so many of them, um, it it does seem like New York, in in a way, is a little bit of an outlier um, in feeling that with so many teams, you see passing on the draft or, or getting rid of their picks, not even um, wanting to be involved with it. It's almost been the opposite here with with New York. They still feel like there is value in there in finding players that, that are coming out of college. Well, yeah, but listen, there's no doubt. You know, it's, it's about finding players that can, you know, potential guys for the first team, but it, 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 those players end up bolstering the squad for the second team. And the second team is really important because you can find guys, uh, you know, the, the Reese Buckmasters that, that that you pick it in late in the draft sometimes. You give them a platform to, to grow and, and learn and see if when you throw the, the, the tactics and the Red Bull philosophy at them, how do they take that? How do they embrace that? But then you also have the USL for the Tyler Adams, the Aaron Longs, Flo Vallo, Vincent Bezicourt. It just goes on um, where those guys are getting games. And you can't develop without games. You can't just, you know, throw them into training sessions, you know, playing games against other professionals in front of people in real atmospheres. This is critical um, and essential for development. So the college kids that they, they, 
we, we get to use the first team. We can get into training, and then a lot of those guys get games, and they, they're all along with the shared philosophy of, of uh, John Molniak's group and our group. So it's invaluable. We, we certainly have a different approach than many teams in MLS, but it's, it's, it's essential for us. How often, Chris, do you talk to the players on the roster in the offseason? Will you pick up the phone and, and call and talk to guys? Will you text them? Um, is it a weekly thing? Is it just kind of when you might come across each other here at the training facility if guys come and get a workout? Like in that offseason, how often do you, the head coach, talk to the players you know that are going to be back? I, I make my rounds in a few times, few times in the offseason. I, I, uh, I, I think it's important to give the players time time to get away from from the pressures and the New York Red Bulls a little bit um, you know we end the season with clear communication uh, the week right before we we you know I'm touching base but I, I there's not so much to talk about with the players in the offseason you know I, I understand where they're at they need time away but um, it's still important to stay in contact, let them know what's going on with the team, especially when they see different things happen, right? So it's important just to touch base, let them know, hey, listen, I know you saw this move we made. This is what's a little bit behind it. You know, just there's, there's still a leadership uh, council that you try to stay in touch with. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, you know, I, I'm not a – I let it breathe a little bit. How often do – you, Chris Armas, head coach of the New York Red Bulls, talk on a daily, probably multiple times daily, with, with Dennis Hamlet, who, who's working on finding players, putting the roster together. Um, you mentioned before the scouting department, which it was talked about and, and nobody shied away from it, was was a little shallow last year, which has now become deeper with, with more scouts um, and more of a role, I would imagine, trying to help finish off and, and put the roster together. There hasn't been many days in the entire offseason that I haven't spoken to Dennis Hamlet. We've seen each other almost every every day, so we're he's probably tired of, of me by now. Uh, constantly asking about this or that or the roster, or how can we improve? And I'm you know we're pushing. Both of us are pushing hard. Um, so yeah, we've we've you know rightfully so. We've worked really hard this offseason, and it's been. We've worked together, and the same goes with the staff. The staff has worked extremely hard since the season has ended. It's um, sometimes it's guys, you, you know, you guys got to take some time off. Everyone's cranking and working really hard, um, but that's what we do, and that's the that's what success looks like. So we've taken some time off around the holiday, but yeah, we've we've been in most of the time. Couple more quick ones before we wrap up uh, the first edition of our coaches show. We're going to continue forward on the uh, New York Red Bulls Radio Network with our players podcast. Steve Jolly and I will be back um, with our podcast as well. But as as we focus in this one, New York getting ready for their first preseason training camp down in Florida. You said you like the roster, the players that are on there. You also talk that that roster will probably build in the next week or so. Specifically, if I said what's missing on the roster, can you answer that today, or is it almost like the idea of best player available? Well, look, I, I think I think what 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 uh, what's going to happen in 2020 um, before the the player personnel standpoint is a, a greater commitment to what we're doing every single day. We're, you know, anyone you talk to and anyone on the inside here knows that we're, we're a real team and we're together. But that's not enough. It has to, we have to, 
I think there's room there. Um, a more commitment to the team and, and, and hitting, you know, if we want to go somewhere we haven't gone before, then we have to do some things we haven't done before. And I, I still think there's room there. In terms of the roster, like, you know, I like I like the roster. I love the I love these guys. But there's room. There's room for some quality. There's room for some depth in in, in different positions. Um, outside back, there's some some uh, you know we want to we want to add there. There's uh, is there some pieces around the field that will just will make make the soccer a little bit easier. But from I think the simple answer for you, Matt, is that. Um, not just because other teams are bolstering that there's just room there's room to improve our roster from a from a mentality winner standpoint you know if we find a few players that fit that bill but also from a, a quality standpoint that 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 means it's it's a mentality it's a intelligence it's it's a a, a football quality standpoint and that's that's okay right it is but because we want to win so that's that's that how much does it help you in your um, continuation of, of head coach here that your coaching staff is back and the same as it was last year and it will be the same at the beginning of 2020? It's, it's uh, no, it's important for, for me to have that continuity. It's important, you know, we understand the way we work. We understand the demands uh, that go into it. We understand where we are, clearly where we are and where we want to go. Um, there's a continuity and, and comfort level with the, with the coaches to the players, the players to the coaches. So we're pretty clear on, on who we are and, and uh, what we're good at and what we need to improve. We've addressed the, that. And uh, for that, I'm really excited that we have a, a, a nice group coming back of players. We have a coaching staff that's motivated and, and, and hungry to push. And um to be honest, I'm, I'm, I feel the best I, I ever have in, in my mind and in my body just to really meet the demands every single day to to keep pushing. But I know I can get more out of this team, and that's I know I'm good at that. I know I did that last year in many ways, but it is room. It's not good enough. You look like you could go out and play, by the way. You look fit and trim. and <laughs> no, He's being kind. You know, the holidays... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes the you know the, the food and holidays no good, but hey, listen, I, I always take care of myself and I always have. And when you're a pro soccer player, pro athlete, it's kind of in the DNA. But um, again, I've tried to build it in a bit and, and make sure that that's you know healthy body, healthy mind, and then I can push every day physically and mentally to 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 be at my best, and and then I can get get most out of the people around me enjoy this first one hope uh, the weather is good um you know the setup down there at, at img so hopefully this first training camp brings a lot of success um get some questions answered i'm sure you'll come home with a whole new batch of them and we'll talk about those the next time that we do this yeah matt thanks a lot I'm excited for 2020 working with you again and, and uh you know the supporters once again you know we're hungry we're going after it and and thanks for thanks for being behind us appreciate everyone uh giving us a listen again you can find this on the new york red bulls radio network it will be on the new york red bulls app on the new york red bulls website our tune in radio channel back up and going again uh, for chris armis this is matt Harmon. thanks as always to gordon stevenson our producer director and technical guru in this one we will see you soon preseason up and going for the new york red bulls